Welcome to the Love on the Go podcast, brought to you by Carolina's Matchmaker. I'm Laurie Burzak, and for over 17 years, I've been helping singles find the relationship of their dreams all over the Carolinas. Along the journey, I've met so many amazing professionals and experts from various fields, and I'm excited to introduce them to you. What's my goal? I want to help you look at love and relationships in a new way and to grow in your understanding of how love works. Let's learn together how people have overcome personal obstacles and have found love first and foremost with themselves. The ultimate goal is realizing that you are worthy and deserving of love. Let's get started. I am very excited about our podcast today with Shay Primus. Um, Welcome to the Love on the Go podcast. I'm delighted that you're here, Shay. Now you and I have known each other for, I feel like going on five years or so, something like that. Several years now. Yeah. 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 So Shay owns middle-class matchmaker in Atlanta, Georgia, which is where I went to school. And I didn't know that. Yeah. I went to Emory. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I loved it there. It's actually where I met my husband. Funny enough. I know. So um, Atlanta has a special spot in my heart. But um, let's start at the beginning. How and when did you get into matchmaking? I got into matchmaking maybe nine years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just naturally have a huge network, like from college, um, from undergrad, grad school. I'm I'm in a sorority. And in the Black community, sorority life is like we carry it out into adulthood. We join graduate chapters. It's like still a big part of our, our livelihood. So I have a huge network from all of that. And I was just always hooking people up. Like they would come to my events and like, oh, Shay, who's that guy? Who's that girl? And I was like, wait a minute. This is like, it was so many people asking me about somebody they saw as one of my events that I ended up just saying, let me get certified. Mm -hmm. Let me just launch my matchmaking business. Um, So it really started from my pool of network, my pool of resources that I already had. Yeah. Okay, great. And you got certified through the Matchmakers Institute I did, at the time. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Okay, great. And so when they find out that you're a matchmaker, what what do you find that people want to know? Always. They would, yeah. They yeah. just people always have questions about, you know, um the quality and caliber. Like, can mm-hmm. I, can I, I'm this caliber, can I get this? Can I find this in a match? You know, people want their equal, they want somebody mm-hmm. at par with them. And sometimes these statistics scare them. They see these articles and it's like, you know, it feels like it's scarcity. Like there's not enough to go around. And I really like to remind people that I don't believe in that. I think that there's there is a lid for every pot. That's the name of my book. But I also believe that there's somebody for everyone. And I think you can attract the one who's meant for you. I love, I love everything you're saying. And I agree 100%. So middle-class matchmaker, I mean, obviously the the name of your business says a lot and tell us more about your clientele. Yeah. I think as you know, matchmaking has historically been for the elite, for -hmm. people who could afford, you know, the higher prices. And really my business model is centered on helping the average person be able to afford matchmaking. That is not just for the elite, but it's also for the average person who wants love. Okay. And your clientele, what ethnicity, religious, like political affiliation, like what is like the predominant population Um, you serve? The predominant 
uh, clientele is African-American or of African descent. Um, and, you know, religion ranges, but most of them have Christian backgrounds that they might not necessarily be practicing. Like they don't go to church every Sunday, but they grew up in the church. T typically, that's that's typically what, what I find with my clients. And some of them are like just really spiritual, um, but not like overbearing religious. Um, I don't typically attract clients like that. Okay. And you and I have had collaborations before with um, women. Several times. Yeah. Have, yeah. Come to me and said they'd like to meet African-American men. Um, and you have the biggest pool and they were open to traveling. And so I yeah. just referred them to you and that's been a nice collaboration. Yeah. I'm so grateful for that. Thank you so much, you Lori. Too. I really appreciate you referring mm -hmm. clients to me and you know, those, you, you refer some great clients to me, yeah. some great women, great mm -hmm. high caliber women that I would not have met because you reach you know, a broader reach in the Carolinas. Um, mm. And so they find you and you send them to me. And I'm so grateful for that collaboration. Yeah, I, I love collaborating with with matchmakers all over the country. So it, I, I know, let's switch gears for a moment. And let's talk about your reality TV show, Yes, which is called Love Match Atlanta. Yes. Yes. Tell us all about it. What's been the response to it? Have your have leads increased for you? Like, how has it impacted your life? Oh, where do I begin? So we're on, I'm on a show called Love Match Atlanta. I'm one of the main cast members. Yep. Um, it is on Bravo and it has definitely made my business, you know, quadruple. Like I have so many more clients than I would typically have, you know, you know, when I met you, I'm like, you know, I'm like a boutique firm. I take one yes. or two clients at a time. I have like maybe six or seven right now. And that's really a lot for me. And this yes. is with me putting everybody else on hold. Like, hold on, let me, you know, let me match mm -hmm. these people and I'll get back to you. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a wait list now. And Great. I've had to hire additional staff to accommodate the influx of people that want my services. So I'm just very grateful for all of it. So I've watched several of the episodes and I'm excited about finishing it up. How there, there's just enough drama and just <laughs> enough inner fighting that makes it intriguing as a reality TV Tell us, did were you guys really fighting off set or were the producers like, come on, let's, we got to get a little cat fighting in. You comment on her eyelashes. Like that didn't happen. Like how no. involved were they? Every, the producers were not involved in that, from that perspective. Honestly, I don't know if this is good or bad, but it was all hundred percent real. All okay. the drama was real. Okay. If you saw me mad at somebody, I was really mad at them. Right. And sometimes sometimes I was really mad at them and didn't want to film with them. Like, it was like, I don't want to talk to this person because I yeah. don't talk to this person. That yeah. would be it. So the drama was all real. Any issues we had with someone was all real. Nothing was fabricated. There was some like below the belt fighting. I thought that went on. Like one woman was saying to the, the, one of the matchmakers that's been established for quite some time, uh, made a comment about her being old. And I mean, she's not old. I mean, well, and even if she was in her eighties, which is what her nineties is what I consider older, not fifties or sixties. Um, she made a comment about her eyelashes. It was like really like mean spirited yeah. in my opinion. And I think that would be hard to come, come back from. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's all I can say. It happens, yeah. you know, <laughs> but you know, I will say that um, I think 
we have a lot of respect for each other, like, Mm -hmm. you know, period. I think we all have a lot of respect for each other. And I think we're all in different lanes, but the drama was really real. Yeah. You know, and some people are not my favorite. I will tell you, I have, there are some of those matchmakers. I'm, yeah. I'm really not friends with in real life. I don't talk mm-hmm. to them in real life and right. I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. It's a larger cast. It's got what, like six or seven, yeah. eight it's, or it's so. Like, it's like five. It's, there's five cast members. Five. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were the, the extraneous people. Um, so is it coming up for a second season? Well, we're waiting to hear, we're waiting to hear when we start filming for second season. So um, I'm thinking we'll hear about it towards the end of the year. Okay. And your adorable daughter, Ava is part of it as well as your mother. Yes. Yes. And And my son. Yes. And your son. And did, did they enjoy being a part of the reality TV experience? Yeah. Ava loves seeing herself on TV, but she calls (laughs) it baby Ava because she's three now. So when she sees this, when she was two, she's like, oh, that's baby Ava. Um, so I think that's really funny. My mom is always very supportive of me and will, if, if I ask her to do it, she'll do it for sure. And my son, he was more reluctant. Like he was yeah. the one reading all of the contracts. Like, let me make sure this is yes. something I want to sign up for. But yeah. again, very supportive. So I'm just so grateful that my family was supportive of me in this process. Yeah, that's great. I, I've been approached as many matchmakers have yes, with reality all been, TV yeah. through the years for 16 years now. And I've, I have not found anything yet that I would put my heart and soul into. I always say I would do it if I was producing it, but it, it scares me to think of how somebody would piece together my words and, you know, they can manipulate and, and make can. you, make you look like something you're not, or that you said something you didn't. And that's scary to me. It's too out of control for me to do it, but I'm glad to see that you came across very smart and elegant. Yeah, thank you. And I thank think I texted you. you that when I first saw it. You did. You absolutely yeah. texted me. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, there she is. Um, you know, I feel, and thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that they portrayed me outside of who I really am. I really mm-hmm. don't. And I really felt like, and I know this is not always the case. You can't always, you know, trust that this is going to happen, but I really mm-hmm. feel like the producers had our best interest at heart and they really yeah. wanted to portray our industry well, you yeah. know? Yeah, I, I agree. I think they did a really good job. So in, in the show, the part that I saw, you were working with a bisexual woman who is sort of outside of your normal realm. And I don't know if she was like a real client or somebody just agreed to be on reality TV show with you. And either way, it doesn't really matter. But um, that kind of took us through as the audience members, some interesting dynamics with the date they went on pole dancing and, um, you know, their reactions towards each other. So I wanted to segue into as matchmakers, we often have clients that are challenging, looking for something that they think that they want, they may or may not be able to get it on their own. So then they think if I hire the matchmaker, they can do the job for me. And then we try to put them in front of people that they're looking for. They, the client will like the prospect, the prospect won't like the client and then, or they do, I mean, there's so many different twists and turns that actually end up happening. So I thought it might be fun to talk about that with you, our challenge as matchmakers working with difficult clients and yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, some clients are difficult, right? Mm -hmm. You know, some clients um, are commanding something that they can't really get, you know, they want something they can't have. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we have a hard job of letting people know, like, you know, 
you might be a little overweight. You might not look like the average person. Like you have to communicate things that are uncomfortable, but they're paying you to be their coach, their dating coach, not their best friend. So sometimes we do have to communicate these things. And sometimes people have unrealistic expectations, right? Yeah. Well, I, I don't have an, the, the weight issue is never anything that I ever address with anyone because I just figure that, um, they, they are who they are. I'm not going to try to change them. And I figure that if there's, like you said earlier, there's a lid for every pot. That being said, if they're un, if people, what I'm challenged with is, um, the, um, the man that comes to me that is looking for the, the type of woman who would not normally give him the time of day, um, like, like somebody like so above his level physically, um, and so above his level and emotionally and that kind of thing. And, you know, and even if I did, if, even if they're like, just put me in front of her, I'll do the rest, you know, just get me in front of them. It's like, I can't even do that to, cause you know, I work with the men and then the women are in my free database or the women hire me for online dating, which has been really successful. But so, you know, I don't work for these women usually that are in my bank, my pool, but they're, I kind of think of them for me as like sisters or daughters in a way. And I'm not going to introduce any of them to someone that I don't think that they would like. So I'm very, very careful around that. And that conversation that I have to have with my client, as in, you know, I can only do so much is one of the hardest things that I, that I have to do as a matchmaker. And then on the other hand, it's a, it's a business, you know, you have to sell, you have to sell contracts. So it is a, it is, it's a, it's a squeeze. It's challenging. No, I agree with you. Yeah. I do have to have that conversation. Um, Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I mean, it's not comfortable, but I also put myself in a situation because after I was pregnant, I gained 50 pounds. Yeah. After my breakup with my daughter's father, I gained 50 pounds mm-hmm. on the show. I talk about it is I'm very vulnerable, vulnerable yeah. about that. I've now lost that 50 pounds and I'm mm-hmm. working on losing an additional, you know, 15, 20, but I've done a lot of self-work outside mm-hmm. and inside. And because I've done that, I feel like I can tell you, Hey, I know what it's like to not look your best and not feel your best, but you cannot attract your best when you don't feel your best, when you don't look your best. If you're not attracted to what you see, yeah. how can I make somebody else attracted? Yeah. You know, and it's easy for me to say that because I've been there. And so yeah. I'm not saying it from a condescending, you know, yeah. place is coming from, Hey, I've been there. I can relate, but yeah. also this is what you need to do. Yeah. And it really makes a difference in your dating pool and who's attracted to you, the mm-hmm. quality of men that you attract, all of that changes when you start working on yourself. Yeah, I agree. Um, I will say that what I love about online dating for women is, you know, you put, you put full length photos, recent photos, beautiful pictures, you know, out there and you get to see who you attract in. Absolutely. And then if you're not attracted at all to any of the people that are attracted to you, then that's a time to step back and say, okay, what, you know, what am I putting out there? Am I being realistic and the kind of person that I can attract? Let's look a little bit deeper. If, you know, if my woman is not attracted to any of them, why isn't she? Is it because of their emotional maturity? Is it about her intelligence? Is it about their look? Is it about their education? Like, what is it really that's not attracting you? Or is it just you don't like his look instantaneously. It's like, we got to look deeper. 
Right. Um, you know, we're, as everyone ages, you know, we all get wrinkles. We no do. one is perfect, no. you know, and the men that come to me and they're just looking for like the top 2% of looks, uh, it's rare. It's just hard. And it's can you hard. command that even? Like some yeah. people can't command yes. it. They can. Yes, exactly. They often cannot command it. So it's, it's interesting, but that is kind of why I do like online dating. Cause people, it's surprising to me sometimes what people can attract and what, and what they can't. And sometimes they can attract more than they think that they can. So That's true. Mm-hmm. I know. So how, um, do you handle clients that don't want coaching? I don't have clients who don't want coaching because it's, <laughs> it's a part of my matchmaking. Yeah. Right. So if you like, I'm never going to match anybody without going to see a therapist and mm-hmm. going through my coaching process and going through a photo shoot. Like I have a process. Yeah. If you refuse any of this, yeah. we're, we're not a match for each other. This is my process. Yeah. And if you are not receptive to my coaching, you don't get matched. It's as yeah. simple as that. Um, I will definitely just say, you know what? We're not a fit for each other, you know, and I'll release them as a client. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's true. And sometimes, you know, I, I have felt, before, like I am, okay, this is not a dating service. What I am, I'm a matchmaking company boutique, just like you. And when people just, they don't want to, they only want to tell me their opinion of the woman and they don't want to hear what the woman thought of them. That is such a red flag. Absolutely. You know, and, and sometimes they get really in their head about the feedback and then they come back to me with, more questions and phone calls and emails and text messages about the smallest little thing. And it's just such a block for them energetically. You know, they're, they're, they're focusing on the wrong thing instead of thinking about defending themselves. They need to think about what can I do to improve myself? Absolutely. And, yeah. uh, and sometimes people, it's like, I'll try to coach them, but they really cannot hear it at all. And I just, I do the best that I can, but I think that that's part of the job. You know, it's, it's a part of the challenge. You're definitely, you're matching a different um, clientele than I match, but I feel like those men are, you know, entitled in a lot of ways and Mm. they are used to people bending to their will because they can afford to have that. So here's a situation where you're saying, Hey, this is one area where it doesn't work like that. You can't buy mm-hmm. your way into this. You know, right. this person has to also like you. It has to be mutual. Yeah. And that pushback is because they're they're not used to hearing no. They're not used you're, to getting yes. they get what they want all the time, that every day. Is, they get it all day long. You're right. My clients, you're right. I'd love to talk about the difference in our clients. And you're right. Most of the time my clients are earning a minimum of well, 150 plus to be able to afford my services. Although I've had people that earn between 50 and hundred and they've just done a great job of saving and, and they want to invest in themselves. And one of the questions that came up in my singles in the Carolinas group, when I posted today, what questions do you think I should talk about? One of them said, why is matching so expensive? And, you know, obviously there is so much that goes into matchmaking. People don't really understand really everything that we do to really be able to do a great job as a matchmaker. And if everyone could afford us, I mean, we would be climbing the walls. We would not be able to service everyone. Like there's just no way we could do it. Um, And so that's one reason that, you know, my pricing is higher is I only want to work with a certain amount of people at a time to keep myself sane and be able to do a phenomenal job. 
but also, um, you know, I think that people don't really get what we do. So I thought that would be an interesting conversation for us to have. And then also our clientele are different. So, but still, even though they are different, you still have a really small practice. I do. And you know what? I first, let me, let me stop and say thank you to you because you actually increased my rates. Like before I worked with you, my rates were probably half the the price. And you were just like, no, I just can't work with you with your rates this small. Like it's not going to work for me. So you actually Mm -hmm. encouraged me to increase my rates and I did. So I really want to thank you for that because it has definitely made a difference. You deserve it. You yeah, deserve thank it. You. Yeah. I mean, you it was definitely. like the amount of money you were charged, you were charging. It's like, you were going to give ha- like part of it to me and then you would have like nothing left for yourself. Yeah, no, you're right. No and you changed the whole, like you changed the way I do business. I really appreciate oh, wow. you. Thank you so very much. I really am appreciative. I'm so glad you said that. I mm-hmm. always encourage my fellow matchmaking colleagues to increase their prices, believe it or not. I'd speak at the conferences about what you're worth. You know, look at attorneys. They're charging two fifty plus per hour. We can do that as well. Yeah. We're doing and, and for matters of the heart. I mean, this is literally the most important thing yeah. that you could ever receive. The biggest gift ever is to be set up with someone and find love forever. Yeah. Why should we be giving that away? Right. No, you're absolutely you know? right. And so I guess look, you know, yeah. for me, because remember, I think it's because. I start, I have a pool of people already. I have thousands of people in my database that I know. These are people that I know. So it's not, it wasn't as hard for me to match because literally I'm just going in my pool and go, here you go. You know, so yep. it really wasn't, I didn't have to recruit. I didn't have to go find. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was just like, you know, I didn't have to charge as much because I'm just literally, oh, okay, Bob, would you be interested in Kim? Yeah, okay. There, you know, it was really not really a lot for me to do. So from my perspective, I didn't feel like I needed to charge that much. Right. But I appreciate your insight because you you helped me to understand the value. Look, I am certified. I'm a dating coach as well. Yep. You know, I'm making these people go to a therapist. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, you, you helped me understand my value and increase my rate. And so I am very, very appreciative to you for that. Yeah, for sure. And think about it this way for those of you who are listening, you know, you spent hours getting to know your database without charging them a a penny most of the time, just so that you would have a sense of who you can pluck from. Right. And then all, and then we spend so many hours marketing, even just doing stories on Instagram and Facebook, you know, all the, all that time so that we can be relevant And so that we can look like we know what we're doing, that we have lives, that we're dynamic so that we can attract people in so that they fill out a profile. We're busy working on our back end, our websites, working on, for me, my podcast, you're working on your reality TV show. You're putting your other things on hold, your kids and everything. Sometimes you need to drive your daughter to your mother so that you can, you know, do something or other. Like all of those hours of marketing, collaborating with other matchmakers, us going on conferences, like everything that we have to do to create a name for ourselves, all that search engine optimization that we need to work on, working with our back end systems, all you know, all the technology that goes behind when somebody fills out a profile, what happens, yeah. and all the minutia of okay, if they fill this out, then that, like all that micro stuff that goes on, and then we also need to be good at you know, getting on camera for all the TV spots that we do and all the podcasts that we're on aside from, you know, this one and, um, you know, being able to sell to yeah. people 
this job. And also we need to know how to write this job is for a generalist. It's for yeah. somebody that can do a little bit of everything, hopefully well. And then most importantly, we need to understand how to match people Absolutely. and we need to understand how to coach people. And we need to understand how to listen to people and give our feedback in a way that is interesting and that they can receive it. Yeah. So it is, this is literally the hardest job I think in the world. And, and I am so grateful that I can do it. You know, yeah. like this is like, a, honestly, it's a gift. It's, it is it's, a gift. It is a calling almost yeah. like, you know, I was telling one of my clients because for me, matchmaking is science and it's also spirit and it's also yes. art. Like it's a combination, right? Because yeah. Even though I have, even though I am certified and I know the science of matchmaking, mm -hmm. sometimes literally, Lori, I could be just driving in my car and I will hear um, Andre would be a good match for Joan. I'll <laughs> just hear it in my spirit, in the atmosphere, somewhere. Yep. Somebody told me yes. I need to put these two people together yes. and it worked. And yes. so whomever that is, thank you. Yes. <laughs> but, well, you know, yes. It's I'm intuition. Guided. You are yes. guided. We yes. are certainly guided for sure. And when I say it's a gift, I don't take it lightly. Like I'm so gifted. It's not like that. It's like, <laughs> I do. I feel like it's a, it is a gift from God that he has given me to be able to be able to provide this service to people. That is literally the way I feel. And because I feel like it is God given and driven, I feel like, and because like I, I, I only want to do good. And that's say with my staffers. Um, I mean, they're all so we're all so intertwined with each other, helping each other and, and pushing each other up and boosting each other so that we can do a good job for our clients. We're so committed to doing a good job and we want people to be happy so badly. Like we bend over backwards for our clients. We want to do such a good job. Absolutely. And so it's, and, and I know it's the same for you in your practice yes, absolutely. I mean, you have to be that way. The people that aren't that way that are in our industry or the people that can't do like something or other, like sometimes they're really good at sales, but then they don't know how to service. And then their clients get very angry. Yeah. And then, you know, they'll throw something up on the internet about something or other about how bad a field matchmaking is and give us all a bad name. But, um, you know, I feel like the more of us that are kind of smaller boutique that collaborate and whatnot, that we just do a better job because we can lean on each other. Yeah. You know, we're having a bad day, day and try to encourage each other to do different things. So um, I love that you and I are always, we're on the same page with all yeah. this. Do you do interracial dating and tell us a little bit more about that? I do have clients. If I have a client who is non-black, it's yeah. usually because that client wants to date black people. Okay. So yes. I have had clients white clients, for example, Hispanic clients mm -hmm. who only wanted to date or marry black people. So they will come to me for that. So I have a large black database. So if you want black yeah. people, I can do that. That's really what I have. I don't have it the opposite way. So if I had yes. a white, a black person who wanted to date outside of his or her race, I would have to then collaborate with people like you to make yes. that happen because my database is all black. Yeah. And what do you think the different, do you see a difference in dating in the black community versus like, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, no, I think it's very different. I think yeah, it's, it's apples and oranges and I don't want to make a lot of generalizations, but I yeah. think sometimes here's, here's a good one. Sometimes let's say I'm working with someone who's a doctor, you're a doctor, yeah. you're a first generation college mm -hmm. graduate. 
mm-hmm. and you're a doctor, the first in your family. Um, if you're dating Peter, who's third generation oral surgeon, I mean, like, and it's his dad, his grandfather, I mean, apples and oranges like that's two different worlds right Mm -hmm. um so culturally those kinds of things can you know socioeconomically that that could be different um and I think I think a lot of times when I do have black clients who who would say I would be open to dating outside my race but they always give me a caveat he has to be woke he has to be aware of the Mm -hmm. culture he can't be you know tunnel vision and not aware of what's going on with us you know what yeah. I mean? Like that's a yeah. big, that's a significant difference. That's like, if I date you, you need to understand my world and mm-hmm. what happens to people like me. And you need to be fighting alongside with me. You can't be like, well, it doesn't affect me. Like that's not going to work. You know, does that make yeah, sense? Absolutely. And then do you have black men that come to you and say, I only want to date Caucasian women? No, I think those black men would probably come to you. They wouldn't come to me. <laughs> Because they would know that my database is black. So they would go to you and ask for that. They probably wouldn't come to me. They have, they have come to me and I'll, and honestly, I'll push back on that sometimes, you know, like what, what is that? What is that all about? And why I'm curious. So I ask a lot of different questions. Yeah. Um, I'll also have black women come to me and say, I'm just only attracted to white men. So I'll hear that too. So it goes like both ways. And I guess it's just, they say it's just preference. But I feel well, like it's more. It's more than preference. It yeah, really let's is. just be real. It's definitely more yeah. than preference. But there's a reason they come to you and not to right. me. Because yeah. you know what I mean? Because obviously I'm going to go, let's just peel this all the way back. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. What do you think is better here than what you can find here? Like, let's talk about it. Because listen, I've dated several races. It's, it's not about, um, mm-hmm. like for me, my preference is love. And so mm-hmm. that means I will accept love in whatever package it comes. That means I'm not saying I only date black men or only date white men. I'm dating someone who loves me. That's very different from I only want to date black men or only want to date white men. I only want to date Chinese men. Because when you start doing that, you're you're saying it's more than preference. You're saying something's better with this than this. You're comparing it in some way, even if you don't realize it, you Mm. are. Mm. Um, and so I would want to get to the bottom of what that is and why, because yeah. honestly, I've had good men in various races and I've had, yeah. I've experienced some bad things in various races too. It's, it's yeah. everybody is love is love and people are people. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's getting easier and easier, I think, to be able to explore different, um, yeah. you know, different races, different religions and, um, you know, fluidity in, in yeah, many ways to your point earlier about dating online mm-hmm. you can also do that easier there as well yes. because sometimes people don't approach you out mm-hmm. other races might not approach you but online they will they will yeah. they will um, message you and go hey I find you attractive and you yeah. go, oh okay I would have never thought that you would find me attractive so it definitely yeah. happens and it's easier also in the LGBTQ community, I think, for online dating, because you don't necessarily know walking down the street who is, who mm-hmm. isn't. Who, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, so I think true. I, I that's what I love about online dating for, for that population. Um, I wanted to ask you about you a little bit. You talked yeah. about dating. Tell, yeah. tell us kind of your about you, if you if you feel comfortable discussing your age and kind of what your love journey has been. Yeah, no, I am an open book. I'm very transparent. There are, there's no secrets with me. So I'm 43. 
Um, I have never been married and I do have um, two children. One is 20 and one is three. And I really do feel like I've experienced almost everything that anybody can experience in love. You know, I've had some loss as well. I've had some heartbreak as well. I've experienced it all. But I really think that helps me relate to my clients because when they tell me stuff, it's like, yeah, girl, I've done that too. I've been there too. I've experienced that too. And I'm able to really help them to look at it from a different perspective and to learn that lesson from it so that we don't repeat that, right? Because you don't want to repeat it. Um, I am dating now and it's lots of fun. And, And like I was saying about my journey in, you know, even my weight loss journey, I attract a different caliber of men today mm. um, than I did before. And I'm so grateful for that. So mm. I am, I'm, I've actually been dating one guy for about nine months um, okay. and we're long distance, but I love it because, you know, he comes here like twice a month and we spend really yeah. good time together. And you know, I really enjoy him, but we're at par with each other. So I've attracted somebody that's a better caliber than I've dated before. And, you know, that brings more to the table and we're like, we meet each other and I love mm-hmm. it, you know, so it's lots of fun, but I date, like he hasn't taken me off the market. So I still date, I okay. still date online. I still, go, and he yeah, knows, does he know you do that? Absolutely. Yeah. Like I say, this is one thing I have learned mm-hmm. about myself. I would take myself off the market as soon as I met somebody that I liked, like, okay, we're talking on the phone every day. We're going out on dates. I like you. I'll take myself off the market. But he hadn't asked me. That's right. To take me off the market. So what I've learned is until you take me off the market, mm. I'm still on the market. That's right. And may the best man win. You know? That is right. <laughs> so it's I'm so true. You know, thank you for thank you for sharing and thank you for bringing that up. Um, I, I always think it's kind of annoying when I have a date in process and then the woman that I wanted to introduce to my client will be like, Hey, listen, um, I've been on two dates with a guy. And so I just don't feel right about meeting him. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You're not engaged. You're not married. You should be dating different people. Just keep it romantic light. IE don't sleep together. And you can date, you can date whoever you want. And you may disagree with that one point with me, but I do agree with that I, one point. But yeah. I agree that yeah. you should date more than one person until, you should. The, until you make a decision that I'm going to come yeah. off the market and be exclusive with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I just feel like when, when, when women start sleeping with guys, they just, they get a little more emotionally invested and then they have their blinders on and they're just not able to, to see outside of that. Not always the case, but I yeah. think it's, I think it's common. It's very, for women common. it's to, very to possible think that way. It's yeah. very possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. But not always. But so, not always. Yeah. 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 So I yeah. think for me, um, well, that's a whole different discussion. Right. right. I think you're I think you're a top, I think this is a PG conversation, so I won't go down that path. But what I will say is yes. um, I think that you can make a decision that again, until you act until you take me off the market, yep. I'm still on the market. And as long as that person's aware, that's yep. what it is. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, personally, I don't like to date. I don't like to sleep with more than one person, but yeah. I am open to dating more than one person. And if yeah. I were dating, so let's say I'm dating this person, like I told you, yeah. I'm dating him long-term yeah. and I meet somebody else. And it's like, you know what, this person has all the qualities to move up to the slot. Then I'm yeah. going to go back to this person and say, Hey, mm. I met somebody else. Yeah. He is, you know, more qualified in this area, this area, this area. He wants to be exclusive with me. Now I'm giving him the opportunity to step up or step away. Right. Right. 
and then may the best man win. That's, yeah. that's how I'm going at it this time around. <laughs> I think you're very, very smart. Uh, this is fantastic. And there, uh, I'm going to have to have you back on yeah, because there do. is so much that we can talk about. You have been a breath of fresh air. I have adored talking to you. And I just, I feel like this is definitely going to be helpful to people. So best of luck. Can't wait Thank to you. hear about season two yes, and, um, and your journey. And uh, I look forward to hearing more. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Love on the Go. I hope you join us on our next episode. You can make sure to know when it is by following us wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you enjoyed it, it'd be great if you left us a review. I'd appreciate it. In the meantime, to learn more about me and how my team can help you, visit carolinasmatchmaker.com. Until next time.